Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today as we continue on in our podcast. You know, here in Halifax, uh, I'm not sure how you felt, but uh, it was great having a summer's day walking around in a t-shirt and shorts uh, in the early part of November. And I hope you enjoyed that day. Sun was shining. The weather was incredibly awesome. You know, today is Remembrance Day here in Canada. You know, and it's a time that we honor the women and men who sacrificed so much for the freedoms that we enjoy. You know, on the 11th month, on the 11th day, at the 11th hour, we take time to pause and reflect here in Canada. But I also want us to have a quick Bible study today on why God wants us to remember. You know, today as we honor those who have sacrificed so much for our freedoms, I wanted us to take a moment to reflect why God asks us to remember our own story. And so the title of today's podcast is A Moment to Reflect. You know, the first five books of the Old Testament called the Torah or the books of Moses The last book is the book of Deuteronomy, and it really is the completion of Israel's exit or exodus from Egypt, and it leads them to the covenant relationship that they would have with God. And as you read through that book of Deuteronomy, you will see one of the major themes that comes up through the book is God constantly asks Israel to remember where they came from and to never forget. In fact, if you do a word search in Bible Gateway, you will find several passages highlighting this. In fact, there are over two dozen passages in the book of Deuteronomy asking us to remember or never forget. And in fact, the ESV version uses the idea of lest we forget, which is the statement we use here in Canada on Remembrance Day. And so I wanted to do a little bit of a study through the book of Deuteronomy to help us understand why God kept asking Israel to not forget. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments about observing the Sabbath. In verse 15, God would say, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. You know, this passage alone, we could have an entire sermon on. But God was trying to demonstrate something to his people, that he was a God and he wanted a a community of people that would be different than where they came from. They were not going to need to work seven days a week. Their self-esteem was not going to be wrapped up in their production. But they were to take a pause in their week, a Sabbath day, to rest, to reflect, and to remember where they came from to remember that they were slaves in Egypt. 
If you go a little further into chapter 8, and we'll pick it up in verse 1, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness those 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Again, we're called to remember how God led his people through the desert for a very specific purpose, to test their hearts, to see if they really did want to follow God. A little further in chapter 8 and verse 10, it says, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you'll forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery." You know, God trying to help them understand what is going to happen in the future. That as our lives get better, as we increase in our wealth, as we begin to do well, it's easy for Israel to forget what God had done for them. And it really plays into the fact that we as human beings begin to think we ourselves are the ones who have gotten us ahead. We ourselves are so awesome. And as we do better in life, it's easy to begin to forget what God has done. You know, a little bit further in chapter 16, in verse 9, it says, Count off seven weeks from the time you begin to pick, uh, I'm sorry, from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then celebrate the festival of weeks to the Lord your God by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. And rejoice before the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name. You, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites in your towns, and the foreigners, the fatherless and the widows living among you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and follow carefully these decrees. You know, it also, one of the things that God wants us to do, or what he calls Israel to do, is to have celebrations to remember where they came from and where they are. And that celebration is not only for those who are well off, but for everybody in community. And it's interesting because we're going to look at this a little bit more. And if you study it out yourselves, he talks about those who are marginalized in our society. Not only for you, your sons and your daughters, but your servants, the Levites, but the foreigners, the fatherless, the widows living among you. Make sure that they celebrate. Make sure that their needs are taken care of as well. Because you too were once a slave. You too were once on the fringe of society. Remember what that was like and take care of those in your own community. One more passage in 
Deuteronomy that I'd like to look at is in chapter 24, in verse 17. Do not deprive the foreigner or the fatherless of justice, or take the cloak of the widow as a pledge. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. That is why I command you to do this. When you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, so the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat the olives from your trees, do not go over the branches a second time. Leave what remains for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. When you harvest the grapes in your vineyard, do not go over the vines again. Leave what remains for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. Verse 22, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. That is why I command you to do this. You know, there are, again, so much we could talk about in regards to this, but what God is longing for in community is that we would remember where we came from. In this case, where Israel came from, that they left Egypt, where they were marginalized, where they were minimized, where they were despised and pushed to the edges. But now that you are my people, I want you to take care of those who are on the margin. I want you to take care of those on the fringe. I want you to take care of community. Remember and do not forget to have the heart, to have the heart to protect those who are marginalized in society. And why do you want to do this, Israel? Remember, because that is who you were. You know, as Christians, what should we remember as we move forward in our own lives? You know, what I'd like us to do is there are two things we should not forget. And the first thing we find in Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 11, Paul writing to the church here says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth, and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of of Christ. In verse 19, it says, Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling which God lives by his spirit. You know, one of the things that we need to remember is we too were once excluded from God's family. We once too were outside. We were involved in our sins. We were enslaved to our sins. And that we were controlled and manipulated by our sins. But because of God's incredible love, because of the price that was willing to pay, God was willing to 
forgive us of that and welcome us into his family. You know, we need to remember our pasts, not to be controlled by the guilt of our past because that is forgiven, but to remember where we've come from. You know, my experiences, I've gotten older as a Christian, 30 plus years, 33. It's easy to intellectualize my past. It's easy to know scripture. It's easy to just put it up there, but really to forget the emotion and the hurt and the pain of living a life in sin really caused me. And there are times, as the title of today's lesson, a moment to reflect that I, like you, need to go back and remember what God saved us from, what God saved me from. Where would my life be if it were not for Christ? The second thing I'd like us to remember is something Paul shares with the church in Corinth. And we as a fellowship, as a church, do this every Sunday. But in verse 23 of chapter 11, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread, drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You know, we're called to remember the price that Jesus paid to bring us out of slavery, to allow us to exit or exit the exodus out of our past life and to come into a new age, into the kingdom of peace. We're called to remember and reflect on that when we take communion. But, you know, I think as Christians, we should not just do this when we take communion, but we should reflect on this often to look at where we were at and to see where God has taken us. And we need to reflect. We need to remember Jesus and where we are and the price that he paid. You know, in conclusion, like Israel, we need to remember where we came from. And we even need to have times to celebrate what God has done for us, lest we forget where we've come from, lest we forget and begin to think we have achieved this on our own strength. As the scripture in Deuteronomy said, as things get better in our life, it's easy to begin to forget God. And so we need to make sure we're taking time to remember the awesomeness of God. You know, and as I was studying this out and looking at this, I was thinking about the purpose of remembering. And part of it is to remind us that we are called to help those who are marginalized in our society. We are called to help those around us who are on the fringe. Because if it were not for the grace of God, that could be me. And God has shown me an incredible love, has brought me into an incredible community, that now he wants me to extend that invitation to those around me. God wants us to remember and bring healing 
to a hurting world. I hope you have a great Remembrance Day. God bless.